welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is almost a $100,000 mistake. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y creative.co. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at murdycreative.co to see the best of our product shots. Follow us to keep up to date with our daily photos and be the first one to know about new product launches. You can also use the subscribe button at the bottom of our website to be included in all of our new product announcements. Be sure to check out our laser engraving, personalization options, and exclusive colors on our website. Or you can get a blank one on Amazon Prime. All right, so you know what they say, the bigger you get, the bigger the mistakes get. And uh, for those of you who have been following along, I did a podcast, oh, it was about springtime of this year, I think, or maybe it was even earlier than that, called My $10,000 Mistake. This one was almost a $100,000 mistake, and I'll get more into details about how that happened and how we almost had that happen. Um, but I want to tell you, give you a little bit of a disclaimer first. This story is not going to include a lot of details of the specifics of the contract. It's not going to include any of the details of the specifics dates. It's not going to include any specific names. Uh, and that's mostly because all of that stuff is confidential and it still is. And it remains that way. So I can't give you the details of that. I can give you obviously what almost happened and the mistake that would be there inclined. And I think really, frankly, the story is in that anyway, not in the details. So if, uh, if you're curious about the details, I'm sorry, I can't give you more and I can't tell you any more about that. Um, but I'm going to jump right into it. So at the beginning of this year, we'd had the first four months of the years was just this beautiful, unfettered growth, 20% month over month. Things were going fantastic. I was top of the world. I'd created these projections that we were going to make millions of dollars in a couple of years. And well, um, I kind of acted like that when it came to uh, trying a lot of our new things. And that was about May when things started to go wrong. Um, but I'd been working at that point on finding the company a bigger space, a new space, a beautiful space, something that could really grow into. I had always kind of dreamed of that, having my own company in my own warehouse, my own workshop. And the space we're currently in, I love. I mean, it's a great space, but it's not really that big. And it, it isn't suited for us to be a big company at that and at this point. And so I'd been working on looking at spaces. And I had a friend of mine who uh, was a commercial real estate broker and a great one at that. And I, I think, you know, he was pretty green, fresh out of college. And I was very, very green, having no experience in this market. And he'd worked for a company for a little while. And I, you know, I... I think he was trying to do his best to, to, you know, make big plays with the company. And I think that was, there's no fault in that. I, I understand that. So he had shown me a space last year in the fall and it was uh, a really cool kind of niche space. It needed a lot of work to be done. Um, you know, but he promised me of course that all of the company would do all of that, that the, the, the landlords would, would take care of all of that before, um, you know, we moved in and at that, t at that point that was last fall. I didn't think to myself we were going to move in anytime soon. It seemed like a lot more space than we needed. But then the first couple of months of the year kind of rolled around and all of a sudden I thought to myself, mm, maybe we do need a bigger space. If we're going to keep growing on this crazy trajectory, we could be doing a lot more business by the end of the year. And we're definitely going to need more engravers, more people, more bigger workshop, you know, the whole works. And at that time I was pretty bold in thinking that we had a, a big future ahead of us. And I still do believe that, but I, I've, I've come to terms with how that might growth might actually take place. So I called him up and I said, let's take a look at the space. And we went back and looked at that in May. And, you know, this was actually mostly this was end of April. So we, we still hadn't kind of hit the slow season yet. And it was about the same time that we were working with the marketing team that, that was 
promising the outside marketing firm that was promising us that we were going to see pretty serious growth. You know, they thought that we were going to see a massive upswing in business and I wanted to be prepared for that. So I wanted to move into a big space. And so we looked at the space and I walked through it with him and then I made a couple of mistakes. I didn't have an outside contractor come in and walk through it with myself and him and look at what we needed, right? I needed to have an electrician come through and say, look, this is what's going to need to happen for it to be able to work with the engravers that you're going to need to run. It's all of these different things are going to be up to electrical code and insurance code and all the, the, you know, fire code and all the nonsense that goes with coding issues. And that's a whole nightmare, believe me. But you know, it was one of those things where I didn't do, I didn't have that. I didn't know I should have that. I thought to myself, I'm just going to trust this friend of mine who obviously, you know, is showing me this space and telling me everything's going to be fine. Right. I can believe that. And, um, you know, I don't fault him for that. I mean, he was really new, so I, I don't necessarily think there was any sort of, uh, what's the right way to say? I don't think there was any ill will. I just don't think he knew that that needed to be done as well. Um, and him and I have had many discussions since then about how we can, you know, do better next time. But he ended up sending me over a lease. I ended up taking a look at it. I signed it. I said we were going to move in June 1. And then after that, we ended up um, sitting down with the landlord and I actually walked through the space with the person who's kind of, she wasn't high in the company, but she was higher up in the company. She was definitely the kind of person that would be in charge of organizing any sort of, you know, construction or anything like that. And in the lease, they had put in a budget for improving the lights and the budget was pretty small for the lights, but it was going to be able to, they, we, I was promised that it was going to be able to cover the lights and, you know, that was going to be fine. When I walked through it with that person and then a bunch of contractors who came with us to kind of quote out what we're going to need to be done. And I explained to them what I needed to have happen. I mean, everybody was looking at me like, what in the world are you talking about? This is going to be a lot of money. And even the landlord was kind of on that same boat. And that was in the middle of May when we were starting to hit our slow. All of a sudden we started to hit that slowdown and all of a sudden we started to see, you know, the number, the money wasn't quite flowing and I'm starting to kind of, you know, feel the pressure, feel the heat. And I, so I, I said, well, we need to rethink this. You know, we need to talk through this. Now I of course thought to myself, well, I've signed this lease. I don't have any way out of it, but basically the, the deal was because they knew that it wasn't up to code, that the space wasn't really up to code and what we needed it for, it wasn't going to work for that. They said that they would do the construction on it. And what we were going to do is I sat down with them. I negotiated with them. We were going to take the full space, even though I realized about that point, I, by, by May, I realized we weren't going to need that much space. But the deal was we would take the full space and they would do all of the construction that needed to be done, which was going to be in excess of $125,000 when they estimated it out. That was a lot of money. Now, um, the plan was for us, and, and so we said, okay, this is obviously going to need some take some time to get the work done. Let's push the move-in date back to uh, you know sometime in October. And... A month went by and then two months went by and then suddenly it was September and I really hadn't heard anything from them. I drove past the space regularly and it didn't seem like any work was being done and so I was a little hesitant about this. So about two weeks before we were supposed to move into the space, I called the landlord and said, hey, what's going on? I haven't heard anything. It doesn't seem like anything's been done to the space. What's going on? 
And I heard at that point that my contact person who was supposed to be in charge of the project is no longer with the company. We have a new interim person that's doing it. And that interim person basically said, well, we weren't able to get any of the permits, so it's been delayed and we're not going to be able to get anything done. And, you know, we're going to have to delay. And, you know, I'd, I'd spent so so this was like September, right? I'd spent the last three months sweating bullets over the fact that we were barely going to make end, ends meet, you know, in our current space. Right. So we were going to have trouble with that I I all of a sudden knew we weren't going to need this space. My illusions of grandeur had been shattered and I had this dilemma of we've signed this lease. We've signed an additional amendment to the lease. But the work hasn't been done. And we were supposed to move in October 1st, according to the lease. And I thought to myself, you know, we, we may be able to use this as an opportunity to get out of this situation. Because obviously this is a bad situation for us. You know, the, I, I can tell you that over the course of the lease, the mistake the the lease agreement over the course of the the, the lease would be well over a hundred thousand dollars well over a hundred thousand dollars that we would pay in rent and it was a significant jump from what we're currently paying in rent for our current space it was going to be a big jump from that and we didn't need that much space so now we're coming to the end of september i call them basically they're like well we don't have anything done and i'm so they're going well you know, we need to move in in October because we've got, you know, there's weather, we've got, uh, you know, leather, we've got equipment. Obviously, we're moving into our busy season. You know, it's obviously we can't have days and days not being able to produce, you know, during our busy season. That's a very expensive problem to have. So, you know, you guys have to be able to, you either have to hold up to the original agreement and get be we have to be able to move in on this day or we don't want the space. And we went through a couple more rounds of negotiating and we couldn't come to an agreement. And so we terminated the lease. We went through the proper procedures. I sent them notification when the date passed and we weren't able to move in. That was a material breach. And we agreed at the end of the month, we signed all the paperwork and it ended it completely. Now, was it a God thing that we were able to get out of it? Absolutely. Oh man, that would have been a terrible problem to have. Was it the mistake? Was the mistake because of my ego? One hundred percent. It was me wanting the vanity of saying I own my own warehouse. I've got my own space. I've got my own place. Right. I I, I wanted that so bad. I still do. But I want my company to succeed more than I want that. Right. If I've got this beautiful space and we go out of business in six months, that still isn't. That's not a success. Right. The goal for us, as always, and is always the case, is to have something that means something and goes on for, for generations, for decades at the very least, right? So my warning to all of you out there who are looking and staring down the barrel of what could be a very expensive situation, stand your ground, stand by it, because your company's survival is key. That's the thing that at the very end of the day, you've got to hold on to whatever that takes. And sometimes that means you have to get out of bad contracts and come what may and deal with that. Right. One thing I will say that is always helpful is if you have a contract that's killing your company, getting out of the contract through some means of settlement may be the best option because at some level, the person you have the contract with, if it's killing your company, they don't want it to kill your company either. They want to, I mean, if they're decent people, they don't want it to kill your company either. They want you to continue to pay them. So 
if you're in a situation where you feel like you're tied into something that's not good, you got to figure out how to get out of it because it's not worth, you know, having the problems forever over. And you have to have the courage to do that because it takes a lot of courage to stand up and say, this isn't going to work. It's very easy to just be quiet and say, we'll figure it out. It's very difficult to state this isn't going to work. And you have to do that no matter what it is. And you have to keep doing that forever. And it's hard because, you know, for all you know, that decision may not be moving, you know, not holding, you know, to a lease. Maybe that decision is I've got to cut back on most of my product line because we can't afford to keep it all. It may be need. I need to cut back on my staff because we can't afford to keep these people in our current space or on our current level of sales. You know, it may need to be, I need to cut back on that vacation or this thing because we don't have the time to do it right now. And that's a sacrifice that is very, very real for entrepreneurs. It's part of the deal. It's part of the arrangement. It's what you sacrifice. You have to sacrifice your ability to just ignore problems because there's only so long before you ignore problems before they become so much worse and so much more expensive. And this mistake we've gotten bigger, but we're making bigger mistakes too. And I'm glad I was able to get out of this one because this would have been a very big problem for us, but you can do it. You have to do it. And if, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. So do hard things and do them because they're hard. And I think it'll really work out for you. And if you're staring down a huge mistake, find a solution and get out of it because it's not worth killing your company over. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to check back in on Thursday for our next topic. And don't forget to check that subscribe button below to be get the latest podcast right away. If you have any questions or concerns about your leather binder, please feel free to contact us on the main page of our website at murdycreative.co. You can text, call, direct message, email, all the usuals. I'll do my best to get back to you as soon as possible, but I do appreciate your patience. Uh, if you think you deserve it, a good review can go a long way to help us grow the podcast. So, you know, you can give, leave us a good review on our product on Facebook at murdycreative.co under the reviews section. Do you recommend the Murdy Creative Company? Click yes and you can write your review there. You can also re- leave a review on the podcast app, whatever you're listening on. That does help us. It, I really do enjoy reading them and it really makes my day a lot better. So please do that. That advertising, word of mouth is the best form of advertising by far. So if you're interested in advertising, for us, you love the product, you want to share it with people, join our brand ambassador program. It's uh, murdycreative.co slash ambassador, murdycreative.co slash ambassador. And you can also find it if you click on the about section or the, I think it's uh, the social media section, either of those will take you, you, you've got a brand ambassador option there. You'll be able to promote the company, get tracking links when they're up and running, and uh, we'll be able to help, uh, you'll be able to help share the, the product in a cool way and make some commissions. So that's cool. Uh, if you have any more podcast topics you want to hear more about, send them my way. I'm always happy to engage with our growing community and I want to give you guys what you want. If you're looking for multiple binders for gifts, giveaways, menus, really any reason, ask about our bulk discounts available. It is a wonderful time of the year to do gifts for your corporate employees. It's a great way to share the share the company with people and get them good quality merch that they're going to carry for a very long time. So message us if you're interested about that and we're happy to help. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great day and goodbye.